0: Brace yourselves, winter is coming. What the writers of games, uh, Game of Thrones didn't want to tell you is that Bran was actually in a wheelchair because he didn't trim his balls with Manscaped. Poor guy thought it was okay to trim his balls with a traditional razor or hair trimmer. Not sure what you want as a gift for the holidays? Well, Manscaped is the ultimate gift, and they're here to change the men's grooming game. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. The Performance Package 4.0 is the best in the business. This hygiene bundle includes the Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker, Boxers, Travel Kit, and Liquid Formulations. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts, and even has a light to help with your close shave down there. No need to have a red wedding situation next time you're going for a trim the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes this product also has proprietary skin safe technology to help prevent nicks snags and tugs the performance package also includes crop preserver it's the for your balls to protect against chafing also their crop reviver ball toner will keep your boys fresh at all times maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know when your next shower is no worries the crop mop ball wipes are for you. Have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their foot duster foot deodorant made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Want to smell good everywhere? The refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scented designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time inside with your balls. Might as well make them beautiful. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code unfiltered20. It's time to join the manscaped movement. These podca- products are no joke. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 223. I'm your host, Blaine Putney, and I'm joined now by my ever-faithful co-host, Craig Wilson. Hello. Who just came back from picking things up and putting things down.
1: All swole. I try. It was leg day today, so I don't know why I shut my arm.
0: It's a good thing you're sitting down. Yeah. Giving them a rest. That's right. Well, I
1: have no pants on, so I'm not going to stand up.
0: There's that too um all right uh we'll just kick it off right now with some news uh after we recorded our our last episode since then we've discovered that uh jake allen will be missing a week um that means that primo and montambo are going to be carrying the load hopefully more primo than montambo
1: i didn't think montambo did too bad in that tampa that, that 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 Well, the Florida,
0: the Boston them, so. recovery, yeah.
1: Um, I I don't think he did that bad. I, I still don't. No. I, he leaves shitty rebounds, and
0: he's not he's not an NHL starter. He's barely an NHL backup. The reason why I mention um, Primo, hopefully getting more starts, is because but... he needs more starts.
1: I, I totally agree. I think Primo should be starting. He's missing time with the taxi squad and all that kind of crap. He's missing time playing in LaValle, COVID. Uh COVID and all that. So I would like, hopefully Primo starts tonight. Uh, I don't know who's starting. Or sorry, starts against Chicago. We're recording on the night they play Chicago. <laughs> Although the show will come out after that game. Yeah. But uh, um, hopefully he, I, I like to see him start Tonight, Actually, I would like to see him start every game until Allen gets back.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, except for the back-to-backs, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, want him course. to be the yeah. go-to guy. Yeah. If you're going to have him up there, use him.
1: Yeah, and like you said, if you're going to play a, a young guy, play him in the role you want him to be in when he, uh, when he plays. Right. And, you know, if we want him to be our future starter after Price, and we'll get into a question about Price later, uh, then he's the guy that you want to start putting in games
0: and if he starts having if he starts having some real issues then send him back down and you can sure. put McNiven in there that's sure. fine.
1: McNiven should be on the taxi squad if you ask me. And he already is. Well he is now, but what I'm yeah. saying is when Jake Allen comes back McNiven should stay on the taxi squad and Primo should go to Laval. That's I'm, that's what pre- I think.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they're going to run with that one.
1: Yeah. Cuz uh Primo was on the taxi squad coming off this covid thing and i don't know i think McNiven. if they if they don't have a future don't see a future with McNiven playing for the Cavs, and he should be on the taxi squad
0: exactly kind of what they did with Lingren before and yes. with the yes. with the rocket back playing again uh they won their first game back mm-hmm. in the new year three to two uh they're, they're playing syracuse on friday night um so yeah you want to give laval and some of your better prospects some significant ice time if you're not going to do it at the nhl level send them down to the ahl let them play key roles there in competitive games where the games matter they're going to be into the playoffs hopefully and possibly make a playoff run you give them that experience so you want them to have that uh someone i forget who it was but i saw it on twitter i can't remember who it was so uh don't don't hate on me because I, I don't remember the name, but I saw someone make a very good point as to why is Dauphin playing in the NHL and yalonen the one that was sent down to the, to Laval. But my response to that is, well, you want Yelonen playing key minutes
1: yeah.
0: in a games that matter. Dauphin being called up. oh, oh he, They want to lose games. They but they want to be competitive. So you let him play there. I mean, Dauphin had a decent game against Boston. He hit the post, you know, he threw a couple of hits. Eh. Didn't hurt the team. He wasn't a pocket. <clears throat> so you got you got a decent play out of him. And Yalonin played a, a pretty solid game down in Laval. So you want him playing the heavy minutes.
1: Also with dauphin is you're he's not, you're not looking at him to be a future in your franchise, uh, no. but you're looking at you loaning, And, and uh, I totally agree. It, it, like we talked about Caulfield in the last episode. I mean, the only reason Caulfield's, I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't even bother if they went to Morris and Caulfield down to Laval. Yeah, we have all these injuries, but you know what? Let's put him in Laval. Let's give him top line minutes and see how he goes. He's a point per game player in the, in the AHL and his minimal time in the AHL. And I think you got to go back to that. I think you got to go there and uh, same with Jelonen. If you're not going to use, like we discussed in the last gate uh, episode, if you're not going to use the players and positions you want them to succeed at in the NHL, put them down in Laval so they can succeed at those positions in Laval. Right. So
0: develop them in the roles that you want.
1: Like I would rather, to be honest with you, I'd rather go, there's two ways you can go start giving all the minutes to the young guys. Like in the first, second line, like Paling and Caulfield, give them the second line minutes or whatever you want to give them, uh, or send them all down to Laval. Let them get the big time. Bring up Josh Sebastian Day. Bring up uh, uh, Batic. Bring up uh, whoever you want. Harvey Pernard. Bring up all those guys who you don't think. Uh, not Harvey Pernard because I think he can, might have a future with the Canadians. But bring up someone who you don't think is going to have that much of a future with uh, with the franchise, and start playing with them.
0: Uh yeah. It, it's yeah. pretty obvious that uh the goal this year is to try and be competitive, but also loops. <laughs> so um we're we're past the the point of pretending like there's a chance. I mean Jake Allen even said it uh last week, you know, we're we're building towards next season. Petrie has said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is uh this is no longer about the here and now, this is about playing a certain way. Win or lose. See so your goal isn't about winning or losing. It's about playing a specific way. And right now we're not quite seeing it. And I would have no problem with the younger guys going down. As long as you're playing the roles that they're supposed to end up being able to fill down the line.
1: And that's what I'm saying. If you're not going to play. We're at the point of the season where if you're not going to play them throw them out to the wolves, let them sink or swim. And if they're not going to sink or swim, if you're not going to do that, put them in Laval and let them play the minutes, do one or the other. I mean, but we had a terrible coach who doesn't really know what he's doing. So
0: I don't know what's going to happen. Well, once Go the new GM that. is hired, I think we're going to have an answer on the coaching situation.
1: Well, Gordon to Gordon, is there for the rest of the year. And I, I believe that I think he will be there the rest of the year.
0: Maybe, I don't think maybe? he'll be there next year. Oh no, probably not. Um, but moving on from that, you've got a couple of questions. I do. I don't have questions. I have, I'm going to provide answers to questions that was asked. Well, you were sent some questions.
1: I was sent some questions. Yes, and they were good ones. So the first question came from Hiver Hewitt, who I think has a crush on uh, our little buddy here that's not here today. Wink, wink, Matt.
0: Who doesn't have a crush on Matt?
1: I think. I think Beth likes your pecs. Anyway um if you have any i don't know um <laughs> well we can't trust the guy he couldn't keep up with us in dallas that's right that's true that is a fact i put that meme out and that is a fact <laughs> we went till the light came up and he was already in, he was in bed for like six hours by the time we came back to the
0: hotel yeah we were pulling in about the same time they were leaving to go back to the arena
1: yeah and we were just like,
0: okay give <laughs> yeah, us a we'll ch- be right there. We're we'll right- shower up we're on our way
1: uh she asked Which current hab, not named Shea Weber? He's not. I don't really consider Shea Weber a hab anymore because I don't think he's ever going to play. But anyway, what current hab, not Shea Weber, would each of you be most afraid to make angry? Blaine, none.
0: None.
1: I'm going to go with Kerry Price because he might get his wife to give me COVID. I don't know, but. No, I, I, I got to say none. There is no killer instinct in any of our players right now. None of them. Not
0: even Pizetta. I mean, even with my fake knees, my knees are still better than carry Price's. So I, I'm not too concerned about him <laughs> catching me. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a good question because I'm yeah. trying to
1: think who, who would put the fear of God in me if I was playing against them on Montreal and there's nobody.
0: I think maybe Pizzetta might be able to really knock my teeth out or something, but I'm not afraid.
1: Maybe Maybe. like Shea Weber. I'd be afraid
0: Shea Weber. If he got gave me that
1: stare, I'd be like, You'd be insane.
0: Not to be afraid of that man.
1: I'm screwed.
0: I'll be like, coach, I got it. I pulled my groin. It's bad. You you weren't there. You weren't there in, uh, in Vancouver, but the man is huge. At the draft in Vancouver standing next to him holy shit he is big you know what i'm gonna say maybe romanov
1: but only because i think he would put me through the boards if i'm coming up the 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 right one of the sides russians do
0: fight dirty and and i'm not
1: scared of fighting them i just think he would really hurt me with a good check
0: (laughs) oh on the ice i'd be afraid of definitely him yeah oh yeah absolutely I mean, Gallagher doesn't
1: scare me because I just keep pushing him into my goalie. Every time they shoot at the net, <laughs> I just push him into the goalie. It's, inter- it's obvious goalie interference. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not when it's Lazar. <laughs> obvious. How is it obvious? Gallagher. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's yeah, yeah. Gallagher.
0: That's not a goal. No goal. That's an official NHL rule at this point.
1: Gallagher's in the corner. They score a goal. No goal. Gallagher was too close to the goalie. It's on the bench.
0: That was Harvey <laughs> Pinard, not Gallagher.
1: Oh, same thing. Same thing. But uh, no, I sorry Beth, but uh, I am lean and mean. I'm 14 weeks away from the Atlantics. I I'm not scared of anybody. No, I'm not afraid to make anyone angry on Montreal.
0: I'm not that lean, but I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty mean. I can be sometimes, kinda. He used to be get super angry. Rar. Rar.
1: You got to do that. If you do, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <dropping> out, <laughs> I wouldn't even fight. I'd be like, you know what? No, no, not a chance. No, no. I'm done.
0: And that my friends is how you beat an alpha man. <laughs> Rar. <laughs>
1: ah shit
0: i don't know i've been in plenty of fights my time and it's not my thing anymore i've kind of grown up kind of i don't know i just don't want to pay for dental anymore
1: your wife disagrees
0: it's a fact that's a fact
1: i uh i don't i'm trying to think i might have had a couple high school hockey fights I've a lot I've had a lot of lacrosse fights, uh, even as a goalie. Um But I don't know, like afraid to make angry, does she mean like to fight or just angry at you? Like
0: I thought cause, it was just because
1: Weber's not a fighter. Weber's not a fighter. So if Weber <laughs> gets angry, he's well, I'm just saying he's only had ten career fights. So because most he, people he, are smart enough to stay the fuck away from Correct, him. but he gets you in other ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and oh, yeah. uh I don't see anyone on the team that would be like that. Sherrod, maybe. Yeah. Sherrod's pretty tough. You know what? Sherrod. I think Chir- if I, I'd be afraid to make Sherrod angry, he'd but break then, his hand on my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he punches you. He breaks. I sure he would. Yeah. So. Hello, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Beth. Hiver at Hiver. Hewitt. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shabbat. If I had to pick someone, I'm going to pick Shabbat. I'm sticking with no one. None. Even even that's... I don't think I'd be scared to make him angry. I just think I'd just be scared to break his hand. Yeah. With my head. Because I'd sew Chris Weidman his hand. Jesus. (laughs) What is this, soccer? Whatever. (laughs) Preemptive his strike.
0: I mean would any of the Canadians, if they do get angry, does that, does their hurt feelings count as an injury? Because at this rate know. they've broken everything else.
1: You know, Luke Richardson, that's who I'd be afraid to make angry.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, he'd yeah, still be see.
1: probably the toughest Canadian on the ice at his age. If he put on the skates right now.
0: Yeah. You look at his face. It's still, it's all scarred mm-hmm. up to shit. Urgh. That's a hockey face right there.
1: I should be the coach. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. All right, moving on. Yeah. Question number two is from Intern Alex. The Intern Alex. The Intern. The Intern Alex. And if no one knows who that is, he's from Hot Sauce Sports. He does the podcast for Hot Sauce Sports, who we're good friends with. Spicy. Um, should Carrie Price or Brendan Gallagher get traded it's a it's a it's a actually three-part question
0: <laughs> oh fuck
1: so we'll we'll stick with this one should carry price or Brendan Gallagher get traded it yes. doesn't say when or where it just says should they get traded
0: yes definitely carry price gallagher i wrote about this in the hockey writers mm-hmm. just recently the return has to be uh sufficient enough so that you don't you don't regret losing his leadership and mentorship.
1: Well, we got all kinds of leadership. What do we need him for?
0: Well, it's the way he plays.
1: Don't have any leadership, but anyway. Um, I think, uh, I agree. I think they both should be traded just based on your, your losing 17 million in cap space, <laughs> getting rid of them. However, I think Carey Price will be hard to move. Yeah, A, because of his cap space, and I don't think they, I don't think the return is going to be very good. That, we're, the next question, if yes, what would the return be? Mm. Problem I have with Carey Price, he's going to want to go to a contender. There's no contenders right now that have ten and a half million dollars to take him. So Montreal is going to have to get, retain some type of his salary. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. I'd be okay with a third of the retention, but not half. And or they'd have to bring a bad contract back. And if that happens, you're basically giving up your ten and a half million goalie for ten and a, almost ten million in crap. So,
0: see, I, I know you have a little
1: bit of a different opinion, but that that's the way I look at it.
0: I wouldn't want to retain anything. I would rather take on a shit contract. So, if you get a guy at like six and a half, and they throw in another three and a half, four million dollar player on top of that, I'm fine with that. Especially if the term on those contracts don't exceed four years. So three to four years, fine. Sure. But, fine.
1: but do you see where I'm coming at? Like if you're, if you're yeah. taking, if the whole point to get a of carry price to get rid of that huge contract
0: that, and what do you get with those other contracts that are coming back your way. Do you get uh, something significant or helpful?
1: Well, that's just it. Like, I find the return for price is going to be hard unless you find a team who really, really, really wants. Uh, yeah.
0: Cause, cause if no you're one eating, has... if you're eating his cap, you know, you're taking on say 3 million. Mm. What are you getting in return for taking that on? That,
1: that's and, and that's the way I look at it. I mean, if he wants to go to Seattle, you can do it because Seattle has the money. You can actually make a hockey deal with Seattle. If they want um, to, sure. If they want to, but I mean, At Price's age i'd want to go to a contender
0: well i mean i I think it'd be a perfect fit for colorado oh yeah edmonton colorado yeah um but they just they don't have the money
1: no matter what comes back i mean you're gonna have to get a goalie back
0: yeah yeah or something a contract i don't see this being a deadline deal for for price oh no no
1: no 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 but it'd be an off-season deal for sure
0: he needs to come back and play games to show that he can that he's healthy again and let's say he comes back in march and then finishes the season off the last say 10 12 games does pretty good you know he has like a 915 save percentage or whatever it shows that he's healthy he's able to play at a certain level then i can see teams being interested mm-hmm. in the summer
1: and it would push his value up where you can retain less and get better contract, better players coming back.
0: Or just get a couple of shit contracts that are short term plus some futures. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gallagher return on him. See with him, he's, he's in the first year of, uh, of, of his deal making six and a half and he's 29 and the way he plays it's, uh, it's going to be hard. Um, you look at his playoff his playoff production in the last couple of years, and you're like, "Eh, there's not a lot of scoring there," but the way he plays the playoff games, it is hard nosed hockey. He's to the net. He's shutting down top opposition. Um, he, he's his possession stats are high. So, you know, recency bias. Other GMs would look at that and say, "Well, look at how he plays." Uh, he would be an excellent fit. So like a team like Edmonton, who's looking for some grit or again, Colorado or any other contending team. Sure. But at six and a half, the Canadians are taking on cap. Mm. They have no choice. So what are you, what are you getting when you take on that bad contract in return? Are you getting a first? Are you getting a decent prospect? Are you getting both? Like what, what are you getting in return? And it's got to be decent for you to say, I'm going to give up this heart and soul player. This guy who's bled his entire career.
1: Yeah. And I totally agree. Uh, you'd have to take on a pretty bad contract. Cause basically you're getting rid of a bad contract. So you'd have to take on a pretty bad contract. And then the only reason I say it's a bad contract is because I agree. He's, I don't think he's going to last his contract. So uh, um, what, so you're going to have to take back a pretty bad contract and then you're going to have to convince the other team that, that well, I'm taking this contract, giving you a guy who's going to help you with the playoffs. So you got to sweeten the pot. Whereas the other side could look at it and say, we're taking your bad contract. You know what I mean? You got to sweeten the pot. So we'll take that contract. And that's or, the, when I go back to price. That's the way I look at that deal too. Like, yeah, you know, or so we're just going
0: to take your bad contract and give you a shit return. So, yeah. Our, our payment to you is taking the contract
1: correct yeah and then the third part of this question if you don't trade them what do you do with them and how do you manage around them
0: well if you don't trade them they're there so if price is your guy and he's going to finish his career in montreal you play him you let him go if he get if he's hurt in any way then you let him take his time to recover or whatever but he's got like four years left on his deal after this. So does he really want to stay for a rebuild? You got to sit down and ask these guys, Hey, you've got four to five years left of these deals, maybe six years in, in Gallagher's case, maybe he can extend his contract, his career a little bit. Do you want to live through a, a rebuild where you might not win anything in that time? Or do you want to go somewhere else? So if they decide they want to go somewhere else, you got to be willing to take less. But if they're going to stay, play them. They, they got to play key roles and use them to mentor those young guys. Okay. But if you're
1: keeping Gallagher and Price, are you really doing a rebuild? That, no, that's no, that's, you're not. You're not no. doing a rebuild if you're keeping those. So if you keep Gallagher and Price and you're sitting there going, well, we want to do a rebuild, we got to shed salary. You're losing Drew in, you're losing Huffman, you're losing Tofoli. Because you got to make that money up, you got to make that money up somewhere.
0: Uh, Got to open up space for those uh, young prospects that you're you're picking up. You're probably getting rid of Petrie,
1: Edmondson. Um, So you're really instead of getting rid of two players and freeing up money or freeing up space or whatever you want to call it, you're going to have to get rid of four or five players to get the same relief as if you would with those two players. Yeah, Uh, and to throw on that it might be easier to move a guy like Tafoli or Huffman than it would say Gallagher because
0: Absolutely. they have more
1: ups. They have more upside than what Gallagher has right now.
0: Smaller contracts, smaller less contracts,
1: term. less term, you know, they're not hurt. They don't take goals away from you for being close to the goalie. <laughs> um, and, and that's a factor. That's a factor when it comes yeah. to Gallagher, he has a target on his back.
0: If he's near a goalie, it's probably not going to be a goal but there's 32 teams in the NHL that want a Gallagher player. Like mm-hmm. Even the Bruins would kill to have him on their team. Could you imagine a lineup with Marshant and Gallagher together? Yikes. That would be good for the Bruins. It, well, yeah. Gallagher plays that style. And mm-hmm. because he'd be on the Bruins, they'd call a lot less penalties on him. <laughs> and Probably some of those goals would count.
1: Uh, just breaking here, according to jean uh Byron could be cleared to play by Saturday.
0: Excellent news. The Canadians yeah. really need a bump. They yeah. really and need And Jake a...
1: Evans and Rem Pitlick will play tonight in place of Cedric Paquette and Lucas the Demo.
0: Well, for those listening, this episode is going to come out after the show. <laughs> Afterwards,
1: Games. so we'll yeah. go back to the, uh, to the Byron thing. So it looks like Byron might be back by the weekend
0: which is great news. He's a, he's a member of that leadership group. They really, they really do need, they really do need him. And so uh, more breaking news, Nick Suzuki will be going to the all-star game. What? It's Chris Weidman. Not anymore. Not since he headbutted somebody. And honestly, Nick Suzuki has been the best player, the most consistent player, the only one who's played in all the games.
1: There's no doubt that, uh, Uh, I, I, to me, there is no doubt that uh, Suzuki was going to go to the, uh, to the all-star game. He's that, you know what, that, or Jake Allen, if anyone was going to go, it was going to be him or Jake Allen. And really how are you taking the away from Jake Allen? So, but that's right. So
0: So sending Nick Suzuki makes perfect sense. And the NHL is going to be taking samples of his blood to find out what the hell's going on, because he's the only one. That hasn't been on the COVID list for the canadians and more breaking news jason Momoa is breaking up
1: with lisa bovette so
0: ladies aquaman is single
1: single and so i don't I, I just saw that under the tweet that said suzuki was going to the all star <laughs> game so i thought i'd bring it up
0: no but that's great news for the canadians seeing that the for and especially nick suzuki he honestly, he's he's played such a key role this year. I know he hasn't been producing at the, at the level people want him to, but let's be brutally honest. Who the hell has he been playing with? He has been carrying an AHL franchise and still putting up about, you know, 40 to 50 point pace while playing gonna, 25 minutes a night.
1: He's going to uh, not get the points that he would have had projected last year he was projected almost 60 points last year yeah,
0: yeah, yeah
1: i'll be surprised if he hits 50 this year uh i don't think he's projected i think he's projected 46 or something like. right that now right he's next. around 45 to 50 somewhere yeah, there. something like that yeah um and it's just because this team is so trash i'm sorry <laughs> but this team is trash like i don't know if it's coaching we talk about this almost every show now i don't know if it's coaching i don't know if it's the players i don't know what it is but you can't blame it all on injuries. You can't blame it all on COVID. Something's going on. Something's there. Something's not right. Someone can't put their finger on it.
0: And it's—I think it's a little bit of everything, to be honest. A little yeah. bit of everything. And, and in Suzuki's case, we can—he, you can tell that he has more to give. He still has these moments where he is not—he's hmm. not giving his hundred percent. Like he's kind of coasting a little bit. Where he's just behind a play because he's trying to read the play and it's he's a little slow on the read or he's slow on the re- on the uh, uh, on the reaction to it. But these are things that he's going to pick up in time. Uh, but for now, he's still got those little issues because he's trying to do too much. And
1: let's be honest, everybody's playing with someone different all the time.
0: Uh, yeah, every shift almost. So
1: I mean, I don't. I'll be honest and people are going to boo me and the most consistent player so far this year has been Jonathan Drouin. I'm sorry to say it, but he's offensively and deep. He's been the most consistent player. He's on pace for another 50 point season. Just saying, just throwing it out
0: there, which, and this wasn't scripted at all. We didn't pre-plan. We didn't, uh, it wasn't a question to us, but do you think that Drouin would be a good trade chip? Yes. Yes, I do. To who? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado's in every single one.
1: Because Colorado is one or two pieces away from being a true Stanley Cup contender. They're a goaltender and a secondary scorer away from being a Stanley Cup contender. And Druin fits both. And Druin with McKinnon would be magic. Actually, I think Druin could fit in anywhere. Druin would be a good fit for Tampa. Go back to Tampa. He'd be a good fit for Nashville. He'd be a good fit as a someone in a secondary scoring position. Uh that doesn't have Minnesota. to worry about Minnesota. That doesn't have to worry about being the top guy in Montreal. Everyone's expecting him to be a top guy, a top scorer, and he's not. He's a secondary scorer. Edmonton be a good fit in Edmonton. I like to see him go to Edmonton, play on Drysidel's wing, and score fifty goals. Uh, I think you know just a, uh, and then people will complain. Oh, Montreal ruined him. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Yes, I do think Jerome would be a good trade. I, I do. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if he gets traded. I wouldn't be shocked. Because he has. I don't think him and Ducharme get along. I really don't.
0: Now, that no. video,
1: I don't think that last video that was shown, I don't think they were arguing. No. I weren't. don't think they were. Uh, it might have been implied by a certain journalist's post that Alan Walsh really went overboard on. But uh,
0: Alan Walsh, the man who would literally draw a sword through someone's back, overreact, uh, you don't anyway, say.
1: Um, but I still don't think, I, I don't think a lot of the vets get along with Ducharme. I really don't.
0: You know, honestly, I, I think you're right. I think the only one that really does is Drew, because he's known him for what? Yeah. 10, 15 years now.
1: And I think Drewen just questions some things, and he's not afraid to ask it. Not afraid to That's say right. why are we why are we doing it this way? You know what I mean? Like why yeah. are we? You know, like he was excited when Ducharme came to the team. He was excited when Ducharme became the head coach. I don't think he. When I say I don't think they get along, I think Ducharme. I think Ducharme's in over his head. I think Drewen knows it, and I think he just questions some of his things, maybe to give him, hey, think about this. Let's think about this, like. I'm not there. I don't know. I'm, I'm super guessing here. Um,
0: but just but, judging off that one video that was posted where they, someone was really digging deep to try and create something out of that. Yeah. I don't
1: think there was anything there. I think there's, there's no, was, there there. Yeah. I think he, they, I think he was just saying didn't understand what either didn't understand. I mean, have you ever heard Dusharm speak? I don't think anyone quite understands what he says in either um, language. <laughs> and uh, I think he was just trying to figure it out. Now the video, Before that, a couple months ago, there was a clear he was not happy about something that was going on with Ducharme. But that's going to happen. That's going to happen about 10, 15 times a season with all kinds of players. Um, But, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, this might get into something we weren't planning on getting into, but I think there's I think the room's not there when it comes to to Ducharme. I really don't think it is.
0: I can't disagree because even though – everybody's sick or injured and they're having an issue Um, if the room was united with the veterans uh, you would see a more consistent effort and I know that they're you know our timing was a little off or blah 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 losing games that way is fine but you notice ebbs and flows like massive ebbs and flows in effort and preparation at, at the start of a game and that points directly to coaching
1: I I mean, you look at a guy like Petrie, three-time 40-point scorer, doesn't just become the worst defenseman in the league overnight.
0: Yeah, he's playing as if he doesn't want to be there.
1: Or he's playing as if he doesn't want to play for that coach. Not so much that he doesn't want to be in Montreal. Or Hurt. I call, I think it's column A, column B, column C. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I thought he played well against Boston. I thought he played a pretty good game. I didn't think he played terrible. Um, but I I truly believe there's some vets in there that do not get along with Ducharme. They're not happy with the way Ducharme's doing things. And I think it shows and that's where we're lacking the leadership because the leadership isn't on board with the coaching staff. And if that's the case, you're going to have a
0: disconnect. Which brings me to the final point of the episode. Um, Matthew Darsh was uh, mentioned on the athletic and on RDS uh by julian breezeball so breezeball was interviewed by the athletic and he was asked specifically about darsh and i mean (laughs) he could not say anything more glowing than what he put in there basically calling him you know one of the hardest workers intelligent like he he pumped his tires to the point where there is nowhere else to go but explode (laughs) darsh is driving on some big he 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 gave him a lift kit on his truck the whole nine yards like it was he pumped him up pretty good so that kind of praise coming from Bois, who knows the market in montreal quite well being that he had worked there he's from there um do you feel that that puts darsh near the front of the line when it comes time for the second round of interviews
1: well if we go back Few episodes ago, I think I predict I said Darsh was going to end up being the GM. I still think he's going to end up being the GM, and I think that just only heightens the. I mean, when you have a guy like Breezebaugh, who I grant it, Breezebaugh did not make the Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay team with Steve eiserman He tweaked, um, but he was there. But he was there through yep. the entire process. He tweaked it. He put the guys in that he needed to put in to give him that extra step, um, and then Darsh pretty much came right in when Eisenman left and Breesbaugh got promoted. Um, and Darsh has been there for the entire thing. And if Brizboa is going to say that about Darsh, that's uh, he's basically saying, this is my best guy. And I'm willing to give him up for him to get this promotion. Right. Because that's how yeah. much I believe in him. Um, then. Yeah. I mean, I think I said, I said this before, I think you're going to see out of these candidates, you're going to see more than one get hired at different positions and uh i think darsh is going to get the gm job
0: he's also a candidate for the anaheim job as well
1: he is uh and martin madden just so everyone knows this came out recently he they weren't given permission to talk to martin madden jr by anaheim that's why he's not in the interview process so i don't know if darsh is in the interview process for anaheim or not i have no idea but uh he is Uh, anyways, and he's the one with the most experience going in. And of all the candidates that we've been told, he's the one with the most NHL GM type experience, yeah, ish experience. So, yeah, besides Gordon, who's probably the most experienced and best known former GM out there,
0: the de facto GM, whoever comes in is basically an AGM.
1: No, they're. They're like not the assistant captain. They're the alternate captain. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe they're going to work hand in hand. Like a lot of people think this is going to be a French puppet for Gordon. I don't think it will be.
0: That's I not how Gordon work
1: rolls. Hand. No, I think Gorton's going to deal with this part of the business. This GM is going to deal with this part of the business. And then they're going to come together and make the decisions together.
0: Yeah, and whatever move is being made, they're going to talk to each other before it's complete. And they're going to Correct. say, oh, Gordon's going to say, oh, geez, don't, no, don't do that move because that GM's setting you up for a trap here with this or that. Sure. Or, yeah.
1: so. And this is why Patrick Waugh probably won't get a second interview because I just can't see Patrick Waugh working in that type of fireman. Coach, I would hire Patrick Waugh in a second to coach this team.
0: Yep. Not to GM it. Or he would light a team. fire under that team if he was in that room. No, literally, thought, literally light did. a fire.
1: I think he'd be a great coach. I I really do. And I think he would sit players like Drew or Paquette or someone like that who's not doing what he wants because he doesn't care. Uh, He's the coach. I want to win. If these people are going to make me win, these are the guys that are going to make me win.
0: And that's why I, I, I switched, I segued when we were talking about coaching to Darsh because whoever's hired as a GM, and let's say it's Darsh for the sake of this discussion, he's going to want to bring in his own man. And he's yep. going to probably want to do it as quick as he could. So more than likely, I would think he would go for someone like a Benoit Gru, who is known for creating a meritocracy. And that's exactly what the Canadians need right now.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Ducharme gave Pezet a power play time blame?
0: After a goal and only because Armia
1: sucked. Power play time. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think it's time that we got to coach it. Who's not going to take a rookie who makes a mistake and bury him because I'm sorry, but rookies make mistakes. That's, that's what they do. That's why they're rookies.
0: It's <laughs> when you're making the same mistake over and over again, that's when you got to get worried. Correct. But if it's just, if he makes that one mistake and learns from it, that's a different story. But right now we're not seeing that.
1: And then if you look at Suzuki and Romanov, especially Suzuki our Julian, that's why he promoted so quickly. Because once he made a mistake, he realized the mistake he was, and he learned from it and did did his best not to do it again. Which Julian was like, all right, that's what I want. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I'm not saying no other rookie didn't do that, but with Suzuki, Julian trusted him more to – and that was the problem. And for some reason, Ducharme, who I thought would be a great coach, is going to be the exact opposite of Julian, came
0: in and did the exact same goddamn thing that Julian did. So – because you know i think he felt nervous or he was overwhelmed maybe i don't know that's that's a possibility but hey what you gonna do so at this point i think that pretty much covers everything we were going to do for this episode so uh do you have any final thoughts uh
1: don't eat yellow snow
0: excellent excellent advice or brown definitely stay away from the brown hmm. learn my lesson let me tell you Whew.
1: and don't grab uh weidman around the neck when he's got his head got his back to you because he'll hit you in the teeth
0: <laughs> yeah somebody's got to fight back
1: <laughs> and i want to thank everyone for the questions uh alex and beth thank you for the questions greatly appreciated i hope we gave you the answers you wanted to hear and uh beth if you want matt's number dm me
0: <laughs> or subscribe to the habs unfiltered only fans page
1: uh, hot pictures of matt doing this <laughs> just sitting there smiling
0: it's just matt
1: it's just matt
0: he's our oh, goose
1: all matt all the time uh
0: all right and for me <clears throat> i want to remind everyone to go check out net. on our newest on our new site you'll find you'll find uh links to wherever you can listen to our podcast iHeartRadio, radio spotify anywhere that you can find our podcast and you can find it on the apps that you enjoy um You can also find links to all of our sponsors, along with any giveaways that we have and promo codes that we may have, which give you discounts on anything you buy, be it from tickets to grooming uh, equipment, to hockey equipment, to clothing, it's all there. Uh, And speaking of giveaways, if you're 19 and over, and you live in Nova Scotia, or you can find a way to an NSLC, we are giving away Cases of 12 cans of Puckoff Off Lagerdale from Boxing Rock Breweries. It's a delicious, delicious beer. I love it. Uh, I, have, I have several cases of it in my house right now. And there won't be any left come the weekend. Uh, so if you want to enter to win, all you have to do is go on to any social media platform that we have an account. We're easy to find Habs Unfiltered. Tag us. And tell everyone why you listen to the show and you are automatically entered to win. All you have to do is follow us on that social media account that you were tagging us in. That's all we ask. Can I win? No. Damn
1: it. I don't drink anyway.
0: You got to get ready for your competition.
1: That's right. No carbs. Oof. Actually, I, I eat lots of carbs. That's a myth. So anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to hit those macros. You need the 40-30-30. That's correct.
1: It's
0: almost like I'm kind of training to not be a big fat bastard anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll still be a
1: bastard though. That's not nice. It's true. Actually, my macros are 35 30 35. But anyway, you you're, you're on the you're on the right track. Yeah. I'm
0: not uh, I'm not cutting. So, I'm not cutting. I'm going I'm doing a pre prep next week, so that's oh, what I'll cut. I have a question about that. I sure. know we're we're extending the show for no reason, but are you going to do the spray tan shit? You have to. Oh my God.
1: Have to. Uh, there's a guy I know, Austin Buchanan's name. He does a uh, full, I'm doing physique, which is just upper body, board shorts. Which he is good the, because
0: no legs. Oh, I have legs. Don't
1: <laughs> worry, they're coming in. I did leg day, would be today, but this show is going to be like three days after my leg day. Yep. But... uh <laughs> Anyway, he is whiter than white. Like he's the whitest person I've ever seen. And his last competition he put it on. It was just hilarious. So
0: perfect. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be. This is going to be so good. I will be in the crowd with a giant foam finger. In Moncton, just so you know. Yeah, it's fine. Just want to get the hell out of Halifax. Anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate your interactions, sending us questions, sending us comments. If you have anything you want to. Pass on to us. HabsUnfiltered at is our email address. Send everything there. DMs are open on Twitter. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you for interacting. And remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. Be sure to go to HabsUnfiltered.net to check out all the great giveaways, all the great sponsors, all the promo codes for each sponsor to save you money on amazing products.